Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, Key. Good morning, morning. Good to hear your voice this morning, Keyshawn. Yeah. No, no, Key, Key hasn't had his coffee yet. Key does not look coffee today. Boys no, say what's I'm up. I'm chilling. I'm good. You all right? What y'all do? Why you come with the Barry White boys? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good, man. Yeah, he's got the team spirit. Look, he got KJM yeah. gear on, the whole thing. Got the all right. R&B voice this morning. I like it. Okay. You know what we were talking about? <laughs> like, we were just talking about this the other day. Like, all the moves that the Rams made in the offseason, right? Mm-hmm. And how they pushed their chips to the middle of the table, right? That whole thing. Boy, they better win a Super Bowl. And we even debated, because, Key, you were saying they better do it this year. And I was saying, well, as long as Stafford wins one in his time in L.A. But then, of course, the counter to that is, yeah, but they don't have the draft picks. This might be their best Mm -hmm. chance to do it. So there was all this going on. Then at the trade deadline, or or during the season, rather, they trade a second and a third for Von Miller. We had Mike T. on the show, Mike Tannenbaum, talking about that's a lot to pay for a guy. He's good still, but that's a lot to pay given his age and all this stuff. Guys, but, you know, the, the truth is, all the guys they picked up contributed to that win over Arizona. Mm-hmm. Key, starting with Stafford, who played the way you always say in the playoffs. How do you put it? Uh, uh, not calm and collected. You're safe and sound. Safe and sound with a football. Make a few plays when you need to. Only threw it 17 times, 14 completions. Less is more. That checks the box for Stafford, right, Key? That's the way he needs to play? Oh, yeah. He didn't turn the ball over. The most important thing is not turning the ball over. When you 13 to 17, you know, 200 yards, I'll round it up. I give him 210 just for fun and two touchdowns and then one plunge on the ground. That's the guy you need. That's the guy you want. Then when you talk about the other players that contributed, you talk about Von Miller. Von Miller contributed. He got a sack, a tackle for loss. You know, you look at Von Miller, six tackles, three tackles for loss, a sack. Quarterback hit Cam Akers, 17 carries coming off an Achilles injury. Back in July, he had 17 carries for 55 yards, but he also became a threat in the passing game. They had to look out for him as well. And then OBJ. OBJ had four catches, 54 yards, a touchdown, and then another one, uh, another big play in the air where he played quarterback. So when you talk about adding those type of players and paying what you paid to get those players – this is the time of year that that's supposed to pay off, and it paid off for the Rams against the Cardinals. Man, and then you wonder about what this team – I mean, Robert Woods, him going out, right, what this team could have been, like, fully healthy. And even Sony Michelle, I mean, what a story there, right? Uh, Cam Akers goes down, a guy that comes in. Now, all of a sudden, they have that dual running uh, that dual running back scenario we talked about, something that made Cleveland so powerful when they were at their best. This team is a complete package, and it goes back to what you said about Matthew Stafford, Max. It's about less is more for me with Matthew Stafford, being efficient and just making the right plays. Now, you're going to have big moments where you're going to need him to make the big play, 
But it also goes to show you how he can stretch the field differently, and that's something that OBJ did not have in Cleveland. That, you know, I was thinking about also Stafford's reaction right after the game to Lisa Salter's question. It's one thing to put the emphasis on the team. It's another thing to – he was almost desperate to not – like, oh, this team went – and he started talking about special teams and offense and defense. And going into a game against Tom Brady, who's always like, you're going to make more mistakes than me. Mm-hmm. You're going to beat yourself, right? That's such an important mentality to have. But it is – like, even though you say, well, they don't have the depth of some other teams, actually, Robert Woods went down. They already had OBJ on the roster. Sony Michelle, they bring in to compensate for the fact that Cam Akers went down, but Cam Akers came back. They actually now do. Von Miller, just they want another pass rusher, but they already got a couple pass rushers, not to mention Aaron Donald, who makes everyone a better pass rusher. It seems to me like all of the acquisitions, the major ones, contributed, not only contributed to that win, but make them very live against the Bucks, against whom they are underdogs. Can I just say this, though, well, they made I just, a- this is the way I felt watching the game. It, it, and granted, I give the Rams a lot of credit because they took it to the Cardinals. But damn, man, like, it felt like the Cardinals quit. Like, it didn't feel like the Cardinals actually showed me life, even the way they were key before the half, not going for the points. So, like, I'm like, all right, yeah, the Rams look really good. But I also saw the Cardinals quit. So, like, am I over-evaluating how good the Rams actually are? But we'll get a chance to find out against the Bucs. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that they quit. I don't know that they quit at all. I, I wouldn't like say it. that in one bit. When you talk about guys quitting, OBJ, people had OBJ quitting on the Cleveland Browns, so to speak, quitting on his team and not performing at the level that people thought he was going to perform. And I bring it back to OBJ because he was such a major contributor this season when he got to the Rams and even to the point where many people thought that he was a washed-up player. He's coming off injury. They basically decided to say, OBJ, get out of here. We're side with Baker Mayfield. Now you take a look at what he's been able to do with the Rams since coming over. He's had the opportunity to really be a special player again in the National Football League. I tip my hat off to that. Now we have to turn and look and see who was the real problem in Cleveland. Was it really OBJ or was it Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield not giving OBJ the real opportunities to be what he's capable of being? It'll probably be the latter, the inability by Baker to actually beat a deep threat, right? I mean, think about the moves that Sean McVay did in order to get Jared Goff because he didn't think Jared Goff can expand the field the way that Matthew Stafford does. And it almost seems like that was the same scenario in Cleveland, but now OBJ playing with a guy like Stafford, it allows it to be open. There are a lot of um, – already, like as soon as Odell made that pass, you look at Twitter. <laughs> well, I mean, boom! Uh, Baker Mayfield was trending. Odell makes the pass, Baker Mayfield trends. But the truth about Odell is you go back to the Giants, no offensive line, the remains of Eli Manning as, as a quarterback. That was terrible. And then – and then he goes to Cleveland. They have a great offensive line. but And Baker is good enough to be able to get him the ball, uh, but it wasn't working out that way. That, I think, in Cleveland was about chemistry with him and Baker. Key, I know you downplayed it with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase is a baller, period. He'd ball wherever he'd go. I get that. But, chem- but there is such a thing as the reverse. you got a g- guy who can play quarterback and a receiver who's a baller but they're just not on the same page. That was the case in Cleveland. It's not the case in L.A. for Odell. Well, see, I I don't think that the Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, it's going to be great chemistry because they went to school together. I'll play with, I want to say, about 15 different quarterbacks, uh, maybe even more. I lost count in a short period of time in the National Football League. 
and all they had to do was pull the trigger. If you pull the trigger, I'll deliver. If you don't pull the trigger, I can't help you. I can't help you at all. (laughs) And I think that was a lot of the OBJ frustration in Cleveland. I went to the Cleveland Browns-Los Angeles Charger game. I sat in the stands and watched from afar things develop and say, well, he's not even pulling the trigger and trying to get the football to OBJ. So I think when you started to hear noise come out of Cleveland from OBJ's dad or OBJ himself or whomever about him not getting the football, that was true. That was that was just not something made up. I saw it with my own eyes. So in Los Angeles, Sean McVay and, and Matthew Stafford are putting a small emphasis on getting him the football in situations and taking advantage of it. You know, when you think about the touchdown and he scored on the fade route, that is a mano y mano, my guy on your guy, my guy's better than you, let it rip. Yeah. And that's what they did. You know, I look at the Cardinals and look at the Rams. The Cardinals picked up useful players, name brands, but they could still play, but they're not what they once were. J.J. Watt, for example, right? That's useful. The Rams picked up difference makers. Whatever their role on this team is, well, Odell has to fit in, but he is a difference maker on the field. Von Miller is a Difference maker on the field. Cam Akers is healthy again. Difference maker on the field. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Much more on the Rams and Bucks throughout the show, of course. And if the Rams can end Tom Brady's chase for eight. But the Cowboys quarterback got caught up in the moment. Then had to Dak track. Ah, Dak track. Well done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Where did it go wrong for Mike McCarthy at? He called the play. 
that's not bad clock management? Key, you know darn well this is a horrendous call. I'm not calling for his job. I'm just telling you I don't know how you bring him back. Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app. We're on ESPN, too. Okay, Yates. Got a podcast. We're on your smart speakers. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So, guys, Dak, we, we were on his neck a little bit. No, we weren't. Well, no, no, not just us. I mean, like, you know, the whole, the whole Kedia. You just felt oh, like. Oh, sorry, media. <laughs> Kedia. No, yeah, I wasn't on. I wasn't on his neck, so I, I'm not gonna fall on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah was, I think we kind of. Nah, you're, you're, you're not gonna. You're not gonna. You're not gonna group me in with the rest of y'all. Oh, Spurs. you're in the group. Yeah, we defended. Well, that's not gonna happen. So, yes, because Dak Prescott has built up a lot of equity. Like yes. when he got the bag, forty million a year. It's not just like, or let's put it this way: when people talk about paying players at that position at that rate, they say, "Okay, what's he do on the field?" Yep, checks that box. How does he represent the organization? He checks that box. Mm-hmm. So, Dak, you don't have to worry about stuff like that. But then, he was in a bit of hot water after the Cowboys lost. Lost 23-17 to the Niners. And not because of his play on the field. But this is what Dak said after the game when he was asked about fans throwing things on the field. Dak initially thought, they were, th- they were throwing it, the fans were throwing it at the players. Listen to his response when asked about it. To know everything that we put into this day in and day out, try our hardest. Um, nobody comes in in the game wanting or expecting, expecting to lose. And um, for, for people to react that way when you're supposed to be a supporter um, and, and be with us through thick and thin, uh, th- that's tough. I think they were aiming at the referees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they were at the referees. Well, credit to them then. So then, you know, look, a lot of people – myself included, you know, jumped on Dak and was like, oh, hold on. So it's not okay to throw stuff at players because you're giving your best. But we think the refs are out there not giving their best. And besides, they're still – throw something at someone. That's, a, that's assault, actually, in real life. So, like, that's okay. That's good on the fans for that. Now, look, he's in the heat of the moment. I, you know, the whole thing he's asked in that moment. But this is what he – still, he said what he said. And he tweeted out in a series of tweets since then – I'll quote, I deeply regret the comments I made regarding the officials after the game on Sunday. I was caught up in the emotion of a disappointing loss, and my words were uncalled for and unfair. I hold the NFL officials in the highest regard and have always respected their professionalism and the difficulty of their jobs. The safety of everyone who attends a game or participates on the field of a sporting event is a very serious matter. That was a mistake on my behalf, and I am sorry. So now it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Key for me. Your consulting firm, the Keyshawn Johnson consulting firm, which a lot of players and coaches need, I don't think Dak needs it. I think that's exactly the way you handle it. What, what do you think about his tweets? It's fine. I mean, he said he's sorry. I, under, I understood at the time when he said it that it was, a, you know, coming off a game, emotions are rolling, the referees kind of botched a couple calls in the game. In, in his opinion, he get, they got in the way at the end of the game on the spot of the football, bumping him off. So I get I get the emotional part of it. He apologized. I don't have any any issues with it whatsoever. I didn't look at it as they're less than human because he uh, said what he said about the fans throwing uh, things at them opposed to his teammates. I understand the heat of the moment, so I'm good with it. I don't. I don't need to drag it on and talk about it for the next two days. Uh, 
let me explain to people what happens as an athlete. And I'm not making excuses for Dak or anybody because I think we would be objective and honest about how we felt about something, especially if the body of work of that particular athlete didn't contradict what you hear in that moment when he is emotional. But typically after you lose a game like that where you feel a lot of pressure, right, from a lot of different ways, you just got the bag, your team is projected with the talent that you have to win the Super Bowl, you feel the pressure for your coach, Mike McCarthy, you feel the pressure for your owner, and Jerry Jones, he's backing you in a lot of different ways. You're emotional. Afterwards, though, when you start watching the tape, and you're at home up until 4 o'clock in the morning like, damn, they had 14 penalties, that amount of 89 yards. You start finding the real reasons why you were in that position in the first place. And you go back like, all right, I didn't need to say that. You start looking in the mirror. Yeah, you start looking at things a little bit more objectively because the emotion is taken out of the equation. You can come back down to reality. You know, I, first of all, I want everyone listening. When you Like the, the standard that we hold athletes to. Ooh, I want everyone tough. listening to imagine – the five lowest moments in your life. I don't mean the worst things that ever happened to you or made you saddest. I'm talking about your own behavior where you're like, ooh, I wish I could have that one back. Now imagine for a second that the whole world saw those lowlights. Would you expect any sympathy from anyone, right? They'd be like, oh, look at this animal. You know, like we all, this is the human nature. We all have moments that we regret in our own behavior. Athletes have some of those moments, after the most emotional experiences, right, with a million cameras and mics in their face. And if you say one wrong word that expresses your anger or disappointment in a way that's not socially acceptable, everyone's on your neck. And for, It's hilarious, though, yeah. man, to, to, to sit back and think about it because he plays the quarterback position. The quarterbacks aren't supposed to show their true, raw, emotional feelings. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to just be corporate. Everything is, how you doing there, Bob? All right, see you later, Jim. Way to go, Evan. Instead of just, that's supposed to be a defensive back, wide receiver, running back, going at the referees. And the fact that he has to, and, and look, maybe he thought about it or somebody came to him and said, this doesn't look good. Why don't you issue an apology? Whatever the case is, it's just funny that we even having a conversation this morning about him issuing an apology when to me it wasn't really that big of a deal. He was, especially being an athlete, I understand his emotions took over at that moment in time. But see, I also feel like we're missing the slight little point that is so different than what normal people go through. Not everybody knows Joe Johnny walking down the street, his salary and what he's making, right? So from an athlete perspective, when your salary is public knowledge and people are talking about he got the bag, all of a sudden people then see these moments where you have a low moment. Like, what, but what does the bag got to do with I anything? Know, no, I'm, I'm right? You, it doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with me. the way people actually react people like, to oh, it. Yeah. He got the bag. Yeah, he, man, that doesn't mean he, you know, You're paying him all this money and this is what you get. So it's but like, you know what? Let's flip that around. Crazy. I think that's true, I hear Jay. You, Key, but Jay, but I think, I mean, whether or not it's crazy, I think it's true. It's human nature. Yeah, for sure. But I. Here, let's let's not let me. I want to talk like to the same people who imagined it when I asked you to imagine the five lowest moments of your life. Right? Think of how emotionally invested you were watching the game, guys. I was emotionally invested in the game. I don't care about the Cowboys or the Niners, but I, I was emotionally invested. Now imagine the fans of those teams. What it meant to you in that moment. You don't play for the team. This is not how you make a living. You have you know, blood, sweat, and tears in, in, in a physical sport like that, risking life and limb on every play. 
No, Think it's of true. how Matt, emotional it is for it, these dudes. It, it, it's true that the fans are going to get emotional, but just because a man make $40 million doesn't mean he doesn't have feelings oh, and he see. doesn't feel a certain oh. way. It's funny to me that people, the first thing they go to was is it the money he makes. He shouldn't be that way because he makes this type he's a of money. Professional. That right. has nothing to do between the white lines. <laughs> the white lines is a different emotion. When he leaves the white lines and get into his car at the end of the day and drives home, that's something totally different than when he's playing football. I agree, Not brother. to mention the game is over, and now he's a human being reacting to what just happened with greater disappointment than the, than the most bitter fan out there, believe me. <laughs> anyway, Dak handled it the way he handled it, He'd, which is perfect. He built up a lot of equity. It's now dead. The issue is dead because it's Dak Prescott, and you expect him to handle stuff that way. Mm-hmm. That's Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Eight quarterbacks remain with one goal. Right? But who can actually achieve it? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance. So that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/morning and use code Morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/morning, code Morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Evan, take it away. All right, here we go. Real or not real today is going to be there are eight quarterbacks left in the playoffs. Quarterbacks left in the playoffs will win a Super Bowl or another one with their current team. So you can't say real for Tom Brady because he's won seven. The idea is Tom Brady will win another one if you say real for Tom Brady. So we're going to go with the Bucs. Yes, with the Bucs. Win another one with the Bucs. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. Here we go. We're going to start. We're going to go in order of how Key ranked his quarterbacks yesterday left in the playoffs. So we'll start with Ryan Tannehill. Real or not real that he will win a Super Bowl with the Titans, Key? I would say it's not real. Uh, as much as they, I like the Tennessee Titans, they're the number one seed. I think there's just too many different deficiencies with this football team to, to believe that they're going to win a Super Bowl. And the best time for them to win a Super Bowl would be this year. But when I look at the NFC – I think the NFC has a couple better teams than the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I just – Ryan Tannehill, not real. Two years remaining left on his contract, guys. I, I, there are a lot of teams better positioned uh, to come out of that division. I, I just I, – I, I don't see it with him. And I, I like him. I think he's a marginal quarterback. I just don't see him prevailing in this situation. So I think he's a good quarterback. But I don't think good gets it done anymore unless you catch like you Nick Foles all time performance. But you're going to bank on that on a guy. I think you need a great quarterback nowadays. There's a reason Key he was eighth on your list. 
because he's like you put Joe Burrow or 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 uh, Patrick Mahomes or one of the guys toward more toward the top of the list, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, Titans can win. I'm going to say no, not right. real. All right, this might be the easiest one we have. Key Jimmy G, real or not real, wins the Super Bowl with the Niners. You know, I don't think I, I, not real. I don't think so because I don't know that they'll make it to the Super Bowl. And again, much like Ryan Tannehill, when you look at the conference, yes, there's better teams in my belief and better quarterback play in the NFC conference. And so, you know, Jimmy G is serviceable enough. They do a great job in running the football, but I just don't think I don't think he can get them to where they need to be and that's winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'll say not real. The odds just don't seem to be in Jimmy's favor, plus the way the 49ers moved up in order to get Trey Lance in the draft. Like, I, it just it feels like his time, like this is on his last hurrah, similar to Coach K, their last hurrah. Not real again because of what I said earlier. There's a reason he was seventh on the list. Jimmy G, could he win a Super Bowl? Theoretically, yeah, but you're running into Aaron Rodgers who in the high-leverage moments can do things Jimmy G can't, so his team will advance, I believe, and Jimmy G's won. I'm going to say not real. It's funny you say that. Aaron Rodgers 0-3 against the 49ers in in the playoffs in his career. Wow. I think that's about a change. Matthew Stafford. He was 0-3 in the playoffs to begin with. Got a playoff win. Real or not real, he wins the Super Bowl, Key. This is is interesting here. I'm going to say not real because of – Two things. They're getting ready to go up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I understand that they could get after Tom Brady, and they very well could win this football game. And I'm assuming that the Green Bay Packers will probably beat the San Francisco 49ers, although the 49ers is a a tough matchup for Green Bay. Now you're taking a dome team, the L.A. Rams, traveling to the cold. I'm going to play weatherman. It's going to be cold in Green Bay, and the weather is not great. I saw Matthew Stafford play in Green Bay when he played with the Detroit Lions. I don't see him winning a Super Bowl at all. I think it's going to be a miserable failure over time for the Rams. I'll say real. And if they're not able to get by the Bucs this year, if they happen to fail, I wonder how things change next year if Aaron Rodgers decides to go to a different team. Tom Brady will then be a year older. I still think Matthew Stafford has a legit chance with the talent they have on this team, get Robert Woods back next year. I mean, they'll be absolutely loaded. They're going to be in that conversation. They have a legit chance. So I say real. I'm going to say not real. And now we're in a gray area. But this also underscores my point. Is he talented enough? To, I think he is. I think yeah. now we've gotten beyond Tannehill and Garoppolo into the talent level needed to win a Super Bowl. But is he still at his age as talented as some of these other quarterbacks who he's going to be playing against? There's a reason people don't want to see him throw it 50 times, right? Because if that's Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, like, yeah, go ahead, throw it all you want. That's not Matthew Stafford. Not quite. So now we're starting to approach the Super Bowl quarterback, but I still think not quite. So Uh, not real. Here we go. Getting into Key's top five quarterbacks left in the playoffs. Joe Burrow only in his second year. Key, real or not real, he wins a Super Bowl at some point with the Bengals. I think it's real. I think he will win a Super Bowl as a young nucleus of weapons around him. He Look, when you start off a career the way that he has, you typically do not fall off. You continue to excel. I, I can point to the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, the Brett Favre's of the world. You look at that and you say to yourself, he is headed on the right trajectory. I think he will win a Super Bowl at some point. Real for me. I love the weapons he has around him. Even more importantly, I love the age 
of the weapons he has around him and their ability to grow together. Chase, 21 years old. Mixon, 25. Hick, Higgins, 23. Boyd, 27. Like That ability to grow together as a core is what gives him a legit chance. Yeah, real. Now we're talking about a quarterback who can win a Super Bowl. And it's not just the size and the speed and the arm and the accuracy and the brain and the strength of the arm and all that stuff. It's also the moxie everyone talks about. And Key talked about a nucleus of weapons around him. Try nuclear weapons around mm. him. This dude's got a loaded offense. I believe Burrow will win multiple Super Bowls in his career, and he might even start this year. Don't sleep. Multiple. Yep. Another fan base clamoring for a Super Bowl. Josh Allen, real or not real, he delivers to Buffalo. I think it's real. I I think it is a real chance and a possibility. He is one of the young guns in the AFC. When you talk about young quarterback play, you look at the division. Tom Brady dominated the division starting at a young age all the way to 42 years old till he decided to leave the New England Patriots. The New York Jets don't have a quarterback that I like. The Miami Dolphins don't have a quarterback I like. The jury is still out on Mac Jones. So he will, Josh Allen will be in position every single year to win the division. And if he wins the division, eventually he'll get a first-round bye. That'll carry him to the Super Bowl. I want to say real, but a part of me is leaning towards not real. And if we talk about Josh Allen and how he's taken so many steps in the progression of who he is as a player – They lose Brian Dable. We've had this conversation multiple times about a coach and a staff. And I wonder about if Brian Dable were to leave Stephon Diggs in his 30s, how other teams, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, other teams are coming and they're growing. Um, Will he be able to continue to get done? So I'll, I'll go not real. I understand why you say that. There's some, whatever it is about, like, I would look at Justin Herbert, for example. I'm like, oh, my God. I look at Josh Allen, or Patrick Mahomes, obviously. I look at Josh Allen, I go, it's something like that, but not exactly. He, to me, is like the best you can get before you get to the superhuman guys. But maybe I got to get over that because he's a big, strong kid. He can run. He has a big, strong arm. And what they just did to the Patriots, like, so I see, I feel what you're feeling, Jay, but the evidence is forcing me to say it is real. He's going to win a Super Bowl. You heard Max mention Justin Herbert. Fascinating Justin Herbert conversation Uh in a half hour. Yes. Yes. Way to plug that, Evan. Good tease. Patrick Mahomes, real or not real, wins another Super Bowl with the Chiefs key, real or not real? Real. I don't even want to elaborate on this because it's real. We all know that Patrick Mahomes is in the right position with the right coaching staff and the right players around him. Yeah, it's real. 26 years old. He signed with the Chiefs until he's 36. Like, yes, he has a lot of time. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, like, they got to get past the Bills. That's a 50-50. But, but if they do, I think they win the whole thing. Yeah, I'm going to say real. The real question is, how many championships does he finish with in Kansas City? I mean, if he were to get two not more one. in his career, that's a ton. Not two. Oh, you're going LeBron James, D-Wade? Not four. Not five. Chris Boss. Not six. If, if Patrick Mahomes plays 10 or 12 more years and wins two more altogether, he's among the most winning Super Bowl winningest quarterbacks ever. It's hard to win a Super Bowl. Don't let Brady fool you. Speaking of, Tom Brady, real or not real, Key, he wins another Super Bowl with the Bucs. That would be eight. Yeah, the deck is stacked against him. It's not real. 44 years old. I love Tom Brady. Um, you know, you can't count him out, but you got to look at the other teams and the young quarterbacks around him and his team in general. Yes, Mike Evans is still there. There's no question about it. So is Gronkowski. Leonard Fournette maybe be back at some point. Ronald Jones at some point. The defense may get a few players back on that side. But in the end, I don't know that he has enough weapons to go back into Green Bay and get back to the Super Bowl. Look, man. 
I'm never going to count out Tom Brady. I'm not going to be that person to do it. And he's been an anomaly in terms of age versus production. I think he still has another good year or two left at a high, high level. Uh, He'll get weapons back. Uh, He still has weapons on this team. Let's not talk about this team is depleted of weapons. And Tom can make other normal players look pretty phenomenal. So I'll go with real. Here's the funny thought I just had. What if Brady starts to slip? Eventually everyone does. And he's 46, oh 47 years old. <laughs> and he and Belichick reunite oh. in New England and win one there. Like, I think Brady has enough road ahead of him. I can't believe I, of all people, am saying this. I think it's real. I think he's going to win another Super Bowl at some point. <laughs> yeah, if, I, if, I, was you, re- if I was you, Max, I'd say it's real, too. Max, it has I just, to be I'm with being the honest. Bucks. Huh? Real or not real, he wins another Super Bowl with the Bucks, though. Eesh. I'm going to go with Key. Not real with the Bucks because uh, it took a lot to bring the whole team back, and they're hurt now, and this is probably this is probably their best chance. So, Key, what you're saying is since Max once said that he's going to fall off a cliff, now he's doubling down the other way, saying he's definitely going to win one. That's what you're trying to tell me? I didn't say definitely. Well, I think, he, I th- I think Max has an opinion, and, and he wants to share it with the world, and so – I'm all with him. If he like it, I love it. Last one. That's well put. Yeah, yeah, good. Real or not real, the best quarterback left in the playoffs, according to Key. Aaron Rodgers wins another Super Bowl with the Packers. Real or not real, Key? It's real. I think it is. I think when you look at the Green Bay Packers, everything is set up perfectly for Aaron Rodgers. The stress level is gone. There is no more real pressure the regular season is away now he can have fun until such due time that the pressure comes to bear which is late in games things of that nature and he's shown us that he's capable of leading the charge i just think that everything is aligned perfectly for them they're going to get the weather they got a packed house and they they're going to draw two teams potentially in my opinion from the west coast the san francisco 49ers as well as the los angeles rams going to the cold weather is going to play a huge factor and him getting to the Super Bowl, and then once he gets to the Super Bowl, all bets are off. He's got to go get it. I'll say real, but it's crazy that we're 12 years removed from his last Super Bowl win. Appearance. Appearance. And when you start thinking about NFC Championship games, losing this game four times since 2014, I'm like, is this game just your kryptonite? Is this just the one game that you just can't get over the hump? I mean, I think he can. But man, it puts a lot of pressure on him in these moments. This is such no. A tough you mean question. Super Bowl? Super Bowl win? He won the Super Bowl when he appeared. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, once. what I'm saying yeah. is, he hasn't even been back, back since then. You know what I mean? It's been 12 years, not just since he won one, but since he's ever even been in one. Mahomes was in one last year. Um, this is such a tough question because it's it's at least two parts. First, you're asking, will he will he win it this year with the Packers? And there's a good chance he does. And then, if he doesn't, is he going to stay with the Packers? I think there's enough there to say it's real. There's he enough ain't going there to nowhere, say it's real. man. We need to just stop. I'm saying it's real. He'll win I, another I just don't Super know Bowl what to expect Packers. from this dude, Key. He'd be keeping me on my toes. He keeps everybody on their toes all the time. You're thinking too deep. That's probably true. Here is Aaron Rodgers on uh, the possibility of retirement. Listen to this. Oh, God. Retirement? I think football mortality is something that we all think about. And we all think about how many opportunities we're going to be forwarded moving forward and each one is special each season is different and, and unique in its own way as has this one been we're not going to make it bigger than it uh, than it is we've gotten this far being level-headed and even keeled and not riding a roller coaster of emotions and we're going to keep on doing the same thing jen lada joins us now on Keyshawn j will and max what's up jen good morning guys 
Good morning yourself. You heard what you heard what Rogers just said. Uh, How much pressure is on him? I think there's a lot of pressure on Rogers. I think he cares immensely about his personal legacy. He'd certainly like to bring another Super Bowl to Green Bay, um, and it seems like the ideal year to do it. Obviously, having the number one seed and the road to the Super Bowl going through Green Bay. Um, look, we all know he is a highly competitive guy, and um, you know he's shown that year in and year out. Um, you know, feistiness and wanting other guys to elevate to his level when it comes to their work ethic and their commitment to the sport. I think there's a lot of pressure on him, but I think he's doing a good job of managing the emotions because he knows as he goes, the rest of the team goes, and he's got some guys out there, a lot of guys actually, who haven't been in this position before. Um, you know, as far as being the number one seed and home field advantage. And I know that you guys have talked about the cold weather. So I think he knows he has to be a leader in these situations and kind of be the, the evening force for this team as they sit for the past week and now welcome the 49ers to Lambeau Field. Jen, Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 lifetime as a starter against the San Francisco 49ers. How do you think that this will play in his mindset as he takes the field. Yeah, I don't think it'll have that much. uh, I don't think it'll hang around that much. I think it's a new season. It's a new team. They're a different team. Um, You know, we've talked about a lot of the things that worried Green Bay Packers fans, you know, in Wisconsin, even just sports in general for Wisconsin sports fans. There always feels like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, it wasn't until the Bucs won the title this past year that you really felt like you had taken that step. You know, it's been 10 years since the Packers won the Super Bowl here. So I think there's always that, like, oh, something's going to go wrong. You know, people point to, like you said, him being 0-3 against the Niners in the playoffs. People point to the fact that they had a 17-point lead week three against the Niners, and then that San Francisco clawed its way back into that game, and the Packers ended up winning on a 37-second drive by Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and a last-second field goal by Mason Crosby. You look at how the run defense has played, and, and it's been really lousy at times throughout the season. But I really point to the fact that they have really struggled in the red zone guys i mean they're one of the worst teams when it comes to opponents scoring touchdowns in the red zone um opponents score 66 percent of the time when they get into the red zone so all of those things i think sit there and like marinate on packers fans brains but it doesn't feel like those things are affecting the team yesterday we heard from a lot of guys and it just seems like there is a confidence to where they are right now and i think that's kind of motivating them this week Jen Lada, ESPN Milwaukee co-host of Jen, Gab, and Chewy joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Jen, you know, he's been to the NFC Championship game four times since 2014. It feels like it's his kryptonite. How much pressure overall is there on Aaron Rodgers considering everything that happened this offseason and still even being on a, a platform where he's talking more than he's ever talked before? How does that all translate to the pressure he's going to feel on this run? Yeah, he's definitely opened himself up to a lot more criticism this season, right, as far as doing uh, these shows and really talking openly and being more transparent. Um, you know, And I think that the older you get, you kind of can deal with some of that a little bit more. Look, Rogers early in his career was notoriously sensitive, and he really didn't seem like he could handle criticism. Now you look at him and go, well, there's some growth there because he's putting himself in these positions where he is saying things that are somewhat controversial to some people, and he's kind of accepted the fact that this is how he feels and he's open to people 
disagreeing with him. Um, so you could, you could argue that he has put himself in a position where there's more pressure. You know, there was that whole conversation a couple of weeks ago, guys, where people were saying that they weren't going to vote for him for MVP because of some of the off-the-field things. Like, that's criticism he's never dealt with before. I do think he's going to win the MVP. I think that his on-the-field performance has just shown that he is the best player in the league this year on one of the best teams. But, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on this team. I just don't think that the Niners are the team that are going to give them a tough time. The Packers play their game this weekend. I think they're the better team. And I think that they will move on to the NFC Championship game again, and he will have one more opportunity to exercise that demon in the NFC Championship game, which would be at Lambeau Field like it was last year. Jen, like we've asked you a couple like pressure questions, and you can kind of generically throw that out for a lot of different quarterbacks, obviously, in the situation. But I'm curious locally, because is there any talk, because nationally there has been some, about Rodgers versus Favre? And what Rodgers needs to do as a Packer, there have been some great Packers quarterbacks, to establish himself as the Packer GOAT, right? And has there also been any talk locally about the fact that Brady, first year in the conference, no Belichick anymore, gets by Rodgers to win the Super Bowl? Is there any kind of focus on either one of those topics? You know, I think, again, Rodgers being competitive, he's always going to compare himself to some of the other guys in the league, and that's not exclusive to Favre, and that's not exclusive to a Brady. You know, he would compare himself to Manning as well and some of the other greats that have played the position. Um, you know, there is talk, obviously, of getting that second Super Bowl in the state of Wisconsin would move him above Favre, who only won one during his time here. You know, getting another MVP would move him above Favre, who won, uh, so I believe it was three, during his time in Green Bay as well. I just don't think that he can catch Brady, obviously, from a championship standpoint. So Brady's always going to have that above him. What what Aaron can do, though, is go out there, game in and game out, and show that he is the most elite quarterback. I think our pal Greeny has said before that Brady is the GOAT, but that Rodgers is the boat. He's the best of all time from a talent standpoint. And that, you know, you could argue that he just hasn't been able to take that next step and bring the Lombardi back to Wisconsin. So I do think that he cares about some of those things. I do think he cares about his legacy. I do think he cares about where he is, you know, at the end of the day compared to all the other people who have played the position. But there's not a lot he can do about the championships at this point. So, yes, winning another one this year would help in the state of Wisconsin. From a personality standpoint, guys, and we've talked about this before on your show, there was something about Brett Favre that people just wrapped their arms around. And for a lot of people, it doesn't matter what Rodgers does, personality-wise, they like Brett Favre. Yeah, and, and there's Rogers always been, been that, been a little Jen. more difficult to like. Jen, there's always been that. There's no doubt. That's Jen Lotta, ESPN Milwaukee. We're up against it, Jen. Thanks a million for jumping on with us. Key says, don't believe a no myth problem, about guys. one head coach candidate that a bunch of teams are targeting. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.